Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony's Take Podcast, episode 161. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off-Road Low Chair Andy. Uh, thanks for having me tonight. I'm ready for another week. Another week. And we also have Tony Katz. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. And I'm excited also for another week. The time has changed, so here we are with recording with about an hour left of daylight. I won't really say sun, because... It is a cloudy day, and it's supposed to rain actually a lot here the next uh, week or so in uh, the Orange County area. The unfortunate thing is this was supposed to be the heavy day, and it never was. Unfortunate for who? Me. I like rain. Well, weather always is changing, so the heavy day could be upon us. Wow. Deep insight. (laughs) Yeah. All right, we're going to end the podcast there. Uh, But yeah, this is our sports podcast. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and share with a friend. Also, check out our entertainment pod because it's some good stuff on there as well. But let's just jump right on in. We had a big weekend in the NBA. Um, we had some upsets, depending on who you are. Andy? Uh, I think what stands out is that the Lakers had a, an exquisite weekend, starting with uh, Friday night's game. Bucks lakers two top teams in the NBA, two best records, two leading MVP candidates going head-to-head. Much anticipated game, and uh, the Lakers were able to pull off kind of a an uglier game, but they pulled it off. They really uh, uh, made the Bucks not look all that uh, impressive, you know, down the line with all their depth there. It uh, wasn't; they didn't show up, I would say. So, uh, what, do, what do you think about that that game there? Uh, I mean, yeah, the early on it looked like Milwaukee was the better team. Milwaukee was going to win that game. I know they got up. Uh, Fairly early, and I think at one point they had like a seven or ten point lead before the Lakers went on a little run kind of to close out the half. And I want to say that game was tied at the half. But it was also funny because the the line movement in that game was for the over. I think that game opened at like 225 or so and closed all the way up at like 228. And that game was never going to be close to the total. I mean, it ended up with 216, but, you know, it was like 48-48 at the half. And then in the third quarter, Lakers had a good third quarter I want to say they had about a 40-point third quarter almost. Yeah, I think so. They definitely came out at a good quarter, so it started becoming higher scoring. But you would just think in that game, honestly, like a big game like that, like both teams have good defenses, lengthy players. You know, you would have thought for sure it would have been a little lower scoring. But, yeah, Lakers uh, came out with energy. It was a big win. I mean, it was a tough weekend, as we'll get into, as they uh, had the Clippers on Sunday. But they uh, they looked good. You know, they had a really good second half. And never really had any trouble in that game. I think Milwaukee in the fourth quarter got it down to like four or five, and then the Lakers quickly jumped back ahead and, like I said, ended up winning by 10. But uh, a little bit of a new story in that game was uh, Giannis had a sprained knee, which looked like it could have been a lot worse. He got lucky it was just a sprain, I think. Mm-hmm. Like that looked like it could have been really bad. And uh, thankfully for you know fans of the game, fans of Giannis, it wasn't. A serious injury, but uh, the Bucks have lost three in a row. They're 0-2 without him. They got beat up by the Suns because I think that was a look-ahead game because then they had to go play Denver, and then you know, you're know you playing Denver on the back end of a back-to-back in Denver. It's never going to be an easy game no matter who you are. And uh, Milwaukee ended up losing that game as well. So they've lost uh, three in a row, which is interesting considering yep. they went into the weekend against the Lakers with only like eight or nine losses all season. 
And they had actually played well in the games Giannis had been out. It was kind of a testament to how deep that team was. And I said the Lakers did a good job kind of shutting down the rest the rest of that squad there. And uh, they absolutely need those guys to come up big if they're going to win the title. Even though I think they're, they're still, they should still be the favorite in my mind. And Giannis is still the best player, the hardest to stop. Um, in the playoffs, you're going to need someone else to step up. Bledsoe didn't do it last year. Middleton had a few good games, but not in general. Didn't really do anything. So they... They're gonna need they're gonna need better play than what they've got out of the uh, their guys these last two games. Yeah, definitely, and uh, I'm sure they will. You know, they're gonna be definitely the team to beat in the East, and like you said, might even be the team to beat overall. It'll definitely be good no matter what it is. I mean, if we can see Boston versus the Celt- wow, Boston versus the Celtics. If we can see Boston versus Milwaukee in the Eastern Finals and Lakers Clippers in the Western, I think those are the best overall matchups, and then. Honestly, if it's Milwaukee Lakers or if it's Milwaukee that's, Clippers, that's the best matchup among uh, United States teams. Definitely, you're, you're skipping. You're skipping. I, some, I'm, I don't care about Toronto. They'd be pissed. They are going to be pissed. I don't care. I Toronto. I'm just. I don't. I'm not impressed by Toronto. I wasn't impressed by them last year when they won. Uh-huh. I'm even less impressed this year. Your I can't believe they're where they're at. Exactly. I'm just. I look at that team and it's like, what a boring looking team. Can you imagine though if OG Ananobi didn't have his appendix taken out last year? They probably would have won it twice last it year. It would have swept <laughs> the entire playoffs. I don't know. There's just, I mean, yeah, no, I need to see. Maybe it's just because they're not that glamorous team. I mean, their biggest glamour on that team is the fact is when Drake sits on the sideline and likes to yell at everybody. But it's just like, but you know what though? I think people have to start to realize that maybe Nick Nurse deserves more credit than he gets because they lost Kawhi Leonard. We all know that one of the best players in the NBA, and it's like they're doing even better at this point this year when they were at this point last year. They lost Danny Green, who's a starter as well. Exactly, and it's like those guys. It's those no-name guys that make a name for themselves. You look at Norman Powell, who's done good. And then you look at uh, Fred Van Vliet and then what Siakam and Boucher. Yeah. And then what Siakam and Onanubi or however you say it, how, how he has turned himself into something. And so it really is. And then you got like the old Mark Gasol out there still. Ibaka still is having a great career. So yeah. Yeah. I think, I think they'll be there still in the, in the playoffs. I think uh, I'm not ready to write Boston in because I think Toronto will have home court. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, I think that's, that's it for our Bucks talk because this is really about the Lakers and what they were able to do this weekend. So following the Bucks game, they had probably the most anticipated game of the season so far. Mm-hmm. Lakers, Clippers. Clippers won the first two. Number three. Lakers have the better record, and they're the fucking Lakers. They're the most popular team in the sport. This was a huge deal. And I do want to talk about what happened in the game, you know, with all of us here, because I, I assume you watched it. I did get to catch and that game. I, I missed it. the first, like, 10 minutes of yeah. it. Oh, those were the good minutes for me. Yeah. Because uh, you guys were winning. Yeah. Um, and I think we have some good analysis to give. But before we actually talk about the basketball, there's one part of this matchup that uh, kind of drives me crazy, and I'd like it to stop being a news story. And that is, uh, if they do meet in the playoffs, um, the home court advantage. You've heard this, right? That it's going to be easy. The Lakers will have seven home games um, because they play in the same building. And despite it being on the Clippers floor, the Lakers fans take over the stadium. Billy Crystal is going to pump his own guys in there. So, yeah, here's the thing. I'm probably the only person in this room who's actually been to a Lakers-Clippers game on the Clippers home court. And it is not 50-50. The Lakers fans show up. They're great fans. They show up. And when their team hits a three or has a big play... They cheer, and you can hear it all throughout the stadium because the other side's quiet. 
So if you watch the game, you saw it sounded like, oh, it's like split. Lake, Lakers hit a three, there's cheers. Clippers hit a three, there's cheers. It was not 50-50. Like, you could see the gold in the crowd. It wasn't 50-50. So just stop making that a, a big deal. The other part of it is that's not what makes teams win at home. Yeah, that. So, and I'm glad you're going to get into that because I'm actually on the opposite side of the spectrum. I think, and I'm a Lakers fan, but I can, you know, be biased. Not biased. I mean, I can be neutral. And if I'm looking at it from an outside perspective, the way I've been looking at it is, I think Doc Rivers has been playing this pretty good. I mean, I think he's looking at it and being like, hey, we don't need the number one seed because if we're the two seed and we get there, we, we get seven home games as well. And yeah. the thing about a home game, the advantage of a home game, yeah, sure, the crowd helps, but it's the fact that these guys get to sleep in their beds. They get to sleep in their homes. They don't have to hop on a plane. They don't have to travel. They don't have to like be on a four or five hour flight. I mean, these guys get to stay, they're comfortable. They know every, they know the way the arena is. They know how the arena is. They know the staff, you know, and it's like, they just know how everything is and it makes them comfortable. It's home and that's what it is. And I think Doc Rivers has done a good job with how he has managed his team with Leonard and George and all those guys. And if they do meet the Lakers in the semifinals or the Western finals, it's, you know, it's going to just be as easy for them for as it is for the Lakers. I mean, being, yeah, it's a benefit to both teams going into the finals. If that's exactly. And that's what you do have to think about too. That's a good point is let's say it is Milwaukee, Boston, Milwaukee, Philly, Milwaukee, Toronto, or even, you know, Boston, Toronto. I mean, you never know. Milwaukee, Miami. That would be a bigger flight. Yeah. I mean, you're going to have flights. You're going to have, and those series will probably go five, six, seven games. I mean, you're going to have flights. And it's true. The Lakers and stuff get to just stay at home. And then it'll be even a bigger advantage for the Lakers because they've talked about like, hey, with, you know, with Giannis out, what if Lakers catch Milwaukee for the best record? And then if that's the case, then Lakers get to be at home for like, let's say that series goes seven games, possibly like nine straight games or something in the yeah. playoffs, which is obviously unheard of. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. We'll see. Or for the Clippers also, if they end up facing a team that's not Milwaukee. Yeah. But uh, it'll be good regardless. I mean, it's uh, it's going to be an exciting playoff time this year. I mean, I think uh, Sean and I are excited because it's been eight years since we've seen the Lakers, seven, eight years since we've seen the Lakers in the playoffs. So that'll be nice. Yeah. You get to see the Clipper. You've seen the Clippers last few years. So, But I mean, this is uh, a much better form. Yeah, seven out of eight years. But much better yeah. form this year than What's at the least a few years ago. Clippers have gone second round. Yeah, and they lost to Houston right a few years ago. Yeah, they should controversial. Have, like there was two um, conference semis that they should have won that they blew. Hmm. One against Oklahoma City and one against Houston. And uh, the Oklahoma City one was like, hey, that was an amazing team. That was Durant, Westbrook, Ibaka, Stephen Adams. Like those are, those were those teams. Teams were loaded. It was like it wasn't as mad. The, the Rockets one sucked because the Rockets, like, that was not a good team. <laughs> it was not a good Rockets team. They had Dwight Howard, had Josh mm. Smith. It was really I mean, Beverly, who, you know, is a fan favorite now. I'm yeah. sure you guys yeah. all love him. So, so uh, yeah. LeBron I, was not a challenge. Even if they do get to the conference finals and lose to the Lakers, obviously I'll be very upset, but it will be the farthest the Clippers team has ever gone. Yeah, you can't so. be upset with that by any means. Well, I'll be upset because it's the Lakers. Yeah, I would deal with it. That's that's one of the hardest parts about this is that it's like, why does it have to be the fucking Lakers being the the team they have to get by? Like, can you guys just be like shitty for like a couple more years? No, it's <laughs> been a long time already, Andy. Come on. Yeah. Well, uh, now on to the game. Um, the Clippers won the first half, and the Lakers won the second half. So I think it's a tie, right? Yeah, that's how it works. Yeah, that's how it works. Uh, no, the Lakers won the second half by. Uh, a bigger margin than the Clippers won the first half and won 
the game by. I think it was it was it ended up being nine because Lou hit that garbage three at the very end. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it was it was a close back and forth game. The first half, the Clippers kind of started to get out to a little bit of a lead, and the Lakers would come right back. And then in the second half, it was the reverse. Lakers had a really hot start to the third, and then kind of held the lead the entire rest of the way. You needed your boy Landry to get hot. Yeah, there's a lot of problems with uh, anyone not named Kawhi Leonard, yeah. <laughs> Montrezl Harrell, or Paul George. I think that was really the story of the game. Not like the Lakers, you know, deep guys did all that well, but they had one guy. They had yeah. one guy show up. And it's the guy you hate the most. And it made all the difference. So Avery Bradley, who... Uh, and I was happy really quick. I was happy LeBron brought him up in the interview because he, he brought him up and he said it was in the third quarter. He had that great quarter. And it's like, that's what's exciting about teams. I think with the Lakers this year compared to other years, for sure. Is that, yeah, they have the superstars, LeBron and Anthony Davis, but it's like to win a championship, it still takes a team. Yeah. And it's like you still need, that's why Toronto was able to win it last year. I mean, that was a team of, uh, you know, t- good team basketball. And the thing with the Lakers is it's like you never know who could step up. Maybe one night Kuzma goes off for 30 or, you know, Avery Bradley, uh, even Morris or somebody's just hit Caldwell Pope, even if he hits a Caruso. few corner threes. Yeah, Caruso, and it's like it's same with the Clippers. I mean, Landry Shamit is one of those guys that's capable of hitting eight threes in a game, and it's like if he has a game like that, eight. yeah, and if he does that, it's like you ain't gonna have a chance to beat that team if he's doing that. And then you've, they've also got other good shooters like Morris. You know, you never Lou Williams, obviously, as we all know, can put up fifty in a game. So I mean, it's uh, it's good when you have that kind of depth because it does give those. If you know LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, all those guys aren't gonna always have a. 30 point night or a good night. I mean, there's nights where they're cold, you know, they can go four for 16 from the field. I mean, that happens to all the pros, but, uh, it's good when you have guys that can step up, it really does make your team difficult to beat when on any given night, any person can step up. And if it wasn't for Avery Bradley, I mean, uh, who even knows if Lakers win that game? I mean, he really carried them in that third quarter with a few big shots and he was playing good defense. I mean, he looked like the Avery Bradley of old, and he well, was physical. He got a technical. He never gets technicals, they say. That was his first one of the year. Those refs, uh, it did get to the point where I liked how they were calling it at times, where it was getting, uh, they were letting him be physical. I mean, it was definitely playoff style calling. But I mean, then there was a little bit of, I felt like some soft technicals. I mean, each team got a couple technicals, but it's ball, like, hey, it's, it's going to be, a, this is a playoff uh, atmosphere. You know, like Avery Bradley, he gets the steal in the layup and he taunted Beverly or someone a little bit. And it's like, let him play. I mean, I think it was like not even three, four, five game minutes earlier than that. Uh, Morris had blocked Davis or like got Davis down and like stood above them and screamed. And it's like, it's playoff atmosphere. You know, these guys are pumped up. Let them, let them be pumped up. I think that the logic there, I mean, and also, I don't know what he said. Yeah. Well, it's what he said, but it's also, you can celebrate even if it looks like a taunt, as long as you're not like doing it to the person Yeah. where there's no, you can't say like Avery Bradley was celebrating. It was clearly a thing. He turned around back into Beverly. Um, it was a great play and he deserved to be excited, but because he made that personal when Morris did that, he kind of stood up and like yelled, but he wasn't like looking at Anthony Davis. Yeah. It, it seems so minor, but I think that's what, I think that's what the NBA was going for. That ref guy came on there. Like we don't want anyone, you don't want to make it personal because that's how fights are going to start. Yeah. That's exactly what the announcer so I think, I think it's like, Oh, you do that to Patrick Beverly. He is a guy who will start shit later. Oh, yeah. So let's just try to stop this right now. And like, it's not going to work with Patrick Beverly because he doesn't care. But yeah, I don't think uh, that was uh, that big of a deal. I'd say it was a game where the officiating didn't make a big difference. No, no, definitely not. I'm just saying I, 
like that it is getting to the point where, because you do notice that compared to regular season, compared to the playoffs, especially if you're an avid basketball watcher, is the play calling, I mean, the refereeing does change. They do let more yeah. stuff get away with. It's more physical. And that was that was good, I thought, for that game. Yeah. An exciting so, game to watch. So when is their uh, fourth and final match? Uh, I think April 7th. They had to move like two games. And towards right. the end of the season, I think the Lakers had to have a game rescheduled. So that the game could be played, so it's sort of the end of the end of the year. But it, it's not going to matter. That's what's strange. I think everyone's going to be really hyped for it. But it literally, since it's going to be at the end of the season, it might matter in the sense the Clippers are fighting off the Nuggets or something like that. But yeah. the Lakers are going to have the one seed wrapped up mm-hmm. pretty soon. They got seven game lead right now. So as far as that goes, it's not going to be like a game that matters. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what to expect from that. I would think neither side is going to want to do anything to kind of reveal what they're doing. Yeah, I think this so, was the biggest matchup of the... Yeah, if, if there's something that um, like Doc's going to go into the, the film room and be like, here's what we did wrong and I'm going to figure this out, he's not going to show that in the next game. And same thing with the Lakers. They're like, we got... Yeah. Here's this play. We think we can get them every time. We're not even going to run it. So I'm, I'm And you see that all excited. the time when college, when college football teams are playing a, a team the next week and stuff. And yeah. they don't, the bigger team, they don't, you know, that's why a lot of college teams, they'll take out all their starters and stuff like late and like in a game where they already get themselves a nice lead early on and whatnot. So yeah, definitely, uh, so my, definitely uh, happens. My Clippers analysis there and what they did wrong, what they need to do. I think you guys all saw it. It was a big deal. Um, Lou Williams does not, shouldn't be on the court. It's very sad. He, I don't know if he gets any minutes. Like if I, if I was up to me, if he get any minutes going Bench forward, him, huh? um, he if he's not scoring, I don't know if he could find out like right in like two minutes of gameplay, like oh he's got it or not. He clearly didn't. I think he was two for nine. You know and who else didn't? <laughs> well, yeah, Morris is over. <laughs> I mean, everyone everyone was terrible. And Even Jermichael Michael with, Green with, couldn't shake. It was a time change, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. And that's actually funny you bring that up because that is what a lot of like you know Vegas experts or handicappers will talk about is not only was there a time change that game was at 1230 yeah, which is already poor too 1230 is already early. very early for yeah. a team to play like 1230 their time and then you add that time change that game that's an 1130 game for a professional team you're not used to that for any team ever you know mm-hmm. that, that literally was a morning game for them so it, that's definitely a good point it definitely was a slow start i mean uh so you know we'll see uh yeah moving forward but the other thing that was uh interesting uh, the lakers have gone big like the whole year and that's been a big part of their success is, is mcgee and howard together they just they play that role really well they're good defenders good interior defenders good rebounders and they could be like they can just kill teams with their size um they didn't play as much this game no which kind of forced doc to take zubach out but that was i thought a mistake Basically, Doc's like, well, he can't guard Anthony Davis. And it's like, you're already, if you're taking your better guys out because you're afraid of what the other team is doing, like, you're already losing the game here. Um, he's been a big part of the team. And they were forced to play Harrell for the last 18 minutes of the game or something. And that just doesn't work. Doc keeps doing that. And all the fans are screaming at him, what are you doing? Why are you playing Lou and Trez to end the games? You play them, they come in, sub in the third quarter. And then finish out the game. It's like that doesn't work. That's not what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And they just keep doing that. So you learned uh, Zubac mm-hmm. wears a size 19 shoe. Yeah, it's nice. 
Did you see that? Yeah. They're shooting. For, I don't. Who asked him on the Lakers? Dwight. Dwight's just. Yeah. I don't know. He's a weird guy. I think he's just become like this, like kind of like a hippie guy. Like he's yeah. all about like what he puts in his body and all that stuff. And he, yeah, he's just looking down. He's like, what size shoe do you wear? Yeah. So, uh, what do you guys think about what the Lakers did? What were you impressed by? What? So I missed the Bucks game. On? Unfortunately, I was yeah. out of town, but I got home just in time to watch the Sunday game. Now, I was pretty tired. I had gotten up that day at. 4.45, so might as well have been 3.45 because of the time change. So I may have dozed out a couple of times, but they looked they looked really good. And they were saying that LeBron told the team, he's like, I've got Kawhi. You guys do your mm-hmm. thing. And they're like, well, when they hear that, they get psyched up because they're big guys taking the lead. So Not wrong, I guess. But yeah, I, I think they're playing some great ball. It looks like they're having more fun out there than most teams are. Kuzma's hair doesn't look like retarded anymore. That yeah, it good. went back to normal. Yeah, I, I don't know what he was doing. Some, I'm asked, so happy like, that somebody said What the hell is him. that? Uh, he must have, he's no longer friends with Pete Davidson, I bet. Yeah, that's um, got to be it. But yeah, I, I can't wait for the playoffs to, to see yeah, both teams there. succeed. It's, I want to see the Lakers play the uh, Clippers yeah. at the end. Yeah. The other obvious thing about what I was talking about before with the fans there is that um, when we actually play these games in the playoffs, there won't be any fans. And it's just going to be played to emptiness. Yeah. No, they're going to play at a like a, a a little church down the road. Yeah. Well, so you can't have fans. Mark Jackson's going to be in like a news van outside calling the game. Yeah. Because it's it's too dangerous. And people are horrified. Yeah. Um, actually, tune into our entertainment pod while we uh, discuss what's uh, been delayed and affected by the uh, COVID nineteen virus. Yeah. But yeah. So LeBron even said he's like, I play for the fans. I'm not playing if they're not here. And then like a day later, he's like. I'll play without them here. <laughs> I think he's, I think somebody probably told him the reality of oh, like absolutely. that's might be what happens. Yeah. It is crazy. It's like a cold. If you're old or have no, you know, immunities, it, it it's deadly, but Andy already got rid of it. He got rid of it in 11 hours. Yeah, I intentionally got it. I did whatever you needed to do to get it and I beat it. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, any more uh, NBA talk? Yeah, a couple more stories we wanted to talk about. Uh, the Nets fired their coach. He oh, stepped, yeah, or he right. stepped down. Kenny Atkinson. The Nets had a very surprisingly good year last year, and I think this guy was like got a lot of credit for it. Like, hey, this guy developed, you know, Jared Allen and and uh, Karis Levert, and it's like, how this team do it? This guy must be good at his job. And then this summer. They signed Kyrie and Kevin Durant. Obviously, Durant not playing because of the injury. But it seemed like those are the kinds of guys who have effect on coaches, like who they want to coach them. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe they didn't want him. I, there's a lot of a lot of speculation to what happened here. That who who really uh, wanted this to happen because the Nets wouldn't make this decision unless they consulted Durant first. That's just how it works. Because if he signed there wanting to play for this guy, they wouldn't have fired him. And if he said, I don't want to play for this guy, then they would fire him. Yeah. So, I don't know, strange. It's just kind of a disaster season for them. Just a little. <laughs> but they uh, were expected to... I mean, they're actually going to return to the playoffs most likely and get like the eighth seed and go under 500. But just it doesn't... It seems like a lost season in their development. And Kyrie is still a head case and still an injury risk and they're counting on a 32 year old Durant to come back from Achilles injury and be great. 
It doesn't look great for their uh, long-term prospects. but You never know. But, uh, yeah, we'll have to see next year how that works out. Yeah. Maybe they make a big big trade in the uh, offseason. I mean, uh, they'd have to be trading one of the young guys, and then I think people will be pissed. I mean, I think, yeah, if you're making a big trade, it has to be Levert or yeah. Dinwiddie at this point. For Carmelo, and then they'd have to, that'd be the worst thing in the world. <laughs> yeah, you never know. Yeah. All uh, right, last thing in the NBA, Houston Rockets. I know you're a big fan. I'm big fan of Harden, yeah. Yeah, so they uh they've been doing this small ball thing and it started to work. They beat the Lakers. Westbrook has been having kind of a resurgence. It's been great for him that just he could attack the rim. There's no one there's no one down there anymore. And it seemed to be working. Last week the Clippers absolutely annihilated them. Ended up being a close game at the end, but they just really shut him down, made that offense not work. And uh they've now lost four straight. Woof. They're uh, quickly falling, and it seems like a lot of the uh, NBA media is uh, excited. that This experiment, oh, it's finally not working. He's the villain of the NBA. Yeah. Uh, It's funny how I'd say first quarter of the season, he was still up there in MVP race, you know, still averaging his 37 or something. It's like this guy is just going to – he can do it all the time. and No one likes him. Do other things than a step back. Yeah. Is it time for the beard to go? Maybe. I don't think so. Have you ever seen him without the beard? He is one ugly, ugly guy without that. <laughs> Probably look like a little kid. Yeah, he looks very interesting. Yeah. Well, that's an interesting race in the middle of the uh, the <clears throat> West there. I think they may have dropped down to six already or seven. And I don't know. Utah has been up and down. Oklahoma City has Yeah, Utah good. actually. Uh, I made the mistake last night. I uh, took Utah minus six at home versus Toronto because Toronto had played the night before versus uh, Sacramento. And I was like, okay, Utah's already a very good team. They're already very good at home. Anybody that has to play a second game of a back-to-back on the road in Utah, just like I said earlier about Denver, is probably going to be in some trouble. And unfortunately, and I my kind of thought of it was, I bet you it would be a slow second half for Toronto. And Toronto scored 57 in the first half. They were up 57-51, so I wasn't panicking yet. Sure enough, Toronto scored only like 41 or like 43 or four or something in the second half. But unfortunately, Utah only scored like 41 or two. I mean, Utah didn't show up in the second half either. So, you know, that's just the way it goes sometimes. You know, I think like my mind was in the right spot. I mean, Toronto did have a slower second half, but, you know, unfortunately, you know, Utah needed to score points too. And Utah only scored 92 points at home. And that's not going to get it done in today's NBA. No. Not even close. I mean, that's. I mean, some teams are scoring seventy-five at the half nowadays. It's crazy. Yeah, it's definitely a big, big difference in gameplay. How it was even twenty years ago, fifteen years ago. You know, you look back. I always laugh when you look back at those highlights of that game seven of the Celtics and Lakers, and it's the fourth quarter late, and it's like both teams are in the sixties or whatever it was. I mean, that was a really low-scoring game seven. But uh, is that going to do it for our basketball chatter? At least for the for NBA. Least, yep, for the NBA. But uh, what do we got uh, Got next well, in the sports world? go to some soccer updates. Yeah, so uh, we've been updating you guys on uh, uh, the Champions, Champions League. League. God, I was all rattled there. Champions League. And uh, we had the f- uh, second leg for the, the first second legs happened uh, today, Tuesday. And it was uh, Tottenham versus Leipzig. And uh, Leipzig... Uh, won their first game in Tottenham 1-0, and then they went on today to win 3-0, knocking Tottenham out in the aggregate 4-0. Tottenham has had their best player injured and their second-best goal scorer injured, and Tottenham has just been a lost team in 
Champions League and in Premier League. They got a lot of uh, work to do. And then the the two other teams that played today were uh, Valencia versus Atalanta. This game was played in uh, Valencia, Spain, with no fans in attendance. Well, yeah. And they talked about in the Champions League that there's a, out of the eight games that are left, or including the two today, that I think only three of them were going to have fans. And I think the only three that were going to have fans are, thankfully for me, the Liverpool game tomorrow, because it's in Liverpool. Yeah. The Chelsea game is going to have fans. So only English teams. <laughs> and uh, one other team, one other game was going to have fans. I can't remember off the top of my head. But what I found interesting was Leipzig doesn't have any fans. They didn't have any fans today, and they're in Germany. That's what it is then. Bayern Munich. I'm sorry. I have that backwards. Leipzig did have fans today, and they're in Germany. Bayern Munich will not have fans in their game. Germany's a huge country, so I don't know where they line up. I know Munich's yeah. in the south. But still, I just find um, it interesting. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so Atalanta and uh, Leipzig are the first two teams to advance. And for those people that are not average avid soccer fans, those are two teams you've probably don't really hear of. It's not the Barcelona's or the Real Madrid's, but uh, <clears throat> the Champions League tomorrow will have Liverpool and Atletico Madrid versus PSG and Dortmund. Those will be two good games. Liverpool is currently down 1-0 in aggregate, so they're going to need to have a couple goals, maybe even three goals if Atletico Madrid nets a goal. So uh, Liverpool, whose defense has been shaky recently, needs to really step it up. And then PSG and Dortmund... Uh, that game will have no spectators as it's in Paris and Dortmund won their first game at home 2-1, but PSG did get the important away goal. So if they can win that game, take care of business, they'll be most likely advancing. But Dortmund's got our boy Halan, who we all like the guy who's been, uh, tearing it up in the, in just the world, whether he's yeah. playing in the champions league or whether he's playing in his league, it, it doesn't matter. This guy's just scoring, a. Scoring goals at will. So, you know, he could be the factor. He could be the guy that gets that big goal late, the away goal that ends up putting them through. So those will be a couple of good games for us tomorrow. And then another league, the Italian league, the Serie A, went from having no spectators the last couple of weeks to now just no games. So for the rest of March, they will not have any soccer games. Their next game will be April 3rd is when they've had it scheduled. And they said this is the first time the Serie A hasn't had any games since World War II. So All of Italy's infected. Apparently, the coronavirus. the coronavirus is as big of a deal as World War II. They're the next, next Greece. Their whole economy is going to collapse. Okay, well, let's So I looked down. up uh, <laughs> Leipzig, right? Uh-huh. They're in more of the northern part of Germany. So How far away is that from Bayern? From Munich, I'm sorry. Not- I, I didn't Google Maps it, but I know Munich is, is in the uh, the lower parts of Germany, so closer to Italy, closer to that part of Europe. So maybe the northern parts are doing well uh, for now, but uh, uh, it's, it's the inevitable is that's what's going to happen. So yeah. no one is safe. No one is safe. Whoa. <laughs> you heard it it's here gonna, first it's from gonna Andy. Get you. It's going to get to Denmark. It's going to get to the North Pole. Santa's fuck. <laughs> yeah. He's an old man. He's, He's an old man. man. <laughs> he might have diabetes or something too. Yeah. yeah. Santa would be fucked if yeah. this got to him. <laughs> He's got all that Coca-Cola, so he's got a nice life. The polar bears just come and deliver him Coca-Cola at all times. That is true. Yeah. What a life. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, is that going to wrap up our soccer talk? Yeah. Yep. 
We do have one more basketball thing to get to, and it's only getting more and more exciting. Talking about college. Yeah. The regular season ended this past week, and we're uh, into the conference tournaments. Uh, some some conferences have already held their tournaments, and they're over. Uh, most notably, San Diego State lost in their final to Utah State, so now they've lost twice in the last couple weeks. Probably lost themselves a one seed, but still going to get a two seed. And what does it really matter? One versus two. If you think you're, you know, if you think you're better, then go go prove it. So they're still going to get a high seed. Uh, that's got to be disappointing for that team to lose twice this late in the season after looking like they might finish undefeated. Uh, it also knocks a out-large team out because now Utah State has clinched a spot in the tournament. So someone on the bubble there is going to be upset that uh, San Diego State couldn't finish it out. Uh, there's also another big game, another big L.A. versus L.A. matchup. So just not just Lakers-Clippers, we also had... UCLA-USC, which was actually a big deal. UCLA had a chance to uh, win the regular season Pac-12 with a win. And uh, USC was, I don't know if they finished tied for first, or but they're still up there. They both ended up finishing uh, in the top four in the conference, so they're not playing uh, in the first round of the Pac-12 tournament, so they don't play till Thursday. Um, and it looks like both teams are going to be in the tournament with the way UCLA finished the season. So that's exciting for everyone here also that game was exciting it came down to um, a last second shot from usc's i think he's a senior their point guard who set the record for most threes in a usc career and he finished the game off with a three at the end and i loved the announcer was just he was the whole time was just asking them to pound the ball into uh their really good center um i'm gonna butcher his name i have it written down this is the center for who usc okay is he like a European guy? Onyeke Okongwu. Okay. Yeah, he's going to be a lottery pick in the NBA next year. Ooh, okay. He's really good. And um, the announcer just kept saying, like, oh, they need to get the ball to him. And on the game-winning shot, even after it went in, the guy's like, I'm disappointed they didn't try to get the ball <laughs> to him. It's like, it, it, ah. is, it is funny when some of these announcers, especially, like, when they're doing random games like that, like, they're not, like, big ESPN games. Yeah. Like, th- they show their biasness sometimes. Like, I was, I don't even know if that's a word, but. Uh, I was watching the game last night, which was a really good game. The semifinals in the the WAC. It was uh, a little, 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 a BYU and St. Mary's. Is that yeah. a WAC still? That's West Coast Conference. WCC. Yeah, I think so. Right. Or no, I don't know. Shit. They all merged and, and separated and stuff. Yeah, it's let's. That see. was the West Coast Conference. Was it is? It's the it's the WCC then. It's the yeah. West Coast Conference now, but. You're right. They they are always changing. And then for these teams that have football teams, they're all different. But yeah. anyway, that game was uh, BYU was actually I didn't realize BYU when when they beat Gonzaga earlier this year, the committee liked it. It's been a weird year. BYU was 14th. Yeah. In Good the save. in the country, <laughs> and uh, they were the number two seed in the tournament playing St. Mary's. And uh, I actually watched the game out here in the backyard with producer Luke. We watched the second half, and St. Mary's was down by I think 11 at one point. And they came back, and their stud point guard, Jordan, I think Jordan Ford, I think is his first name. His last name's Ford. I don't know what his first name is. But he averages like 21 points a game, and he came in clutch and hit a jump shot, left one second on the clock to go up by one. And in a very low-scoring game, uh, St. Mary's took care of him. And that game meant more to St. Mary's than BYU because BYU being the 14 seed, they're going to make the tournament still. And right now, currently, this is uh, 
6.45 on a Tuesday, but uh, St. Mary's is playing Gonzaga in the finals and is currently beating Gonzaga 34-31 with yeah. four minutes to go in the first half. So, I mean, these games matter. Now, I'll ask you, let's say St. Mary's isn't ranked, but they are 26-7 and on the season. If they lose this game to Gonzaga, I mean, to Gonzaga, but give Gonzaga a good game, I mean, is there any chance they sneak in or are they... I actually think they were projected to make the tournament even before okay i think uh they're, they're a good program they always show and, up i mean they this. did just get a good win against byu they're yeah. the 14 seed and i imagine if they keep this game within a couple possessions to gonzaga i mean obviously if they beat him they win the tournament that's an automatic bid but if they keep this game at least close with gonzaga i think the committee has to look at that and be like this is a team worthy of even if they're like a 10 or 11 seed you know they're definitely worthy yeah. of the tournament so uh, it'll be exciting selection sunday is this sunday and the tournament will start next Thursday, so I we're gonna have to figure out uh, how we're gonna do well, it next, next week because next Tuesday, next Tuesday is St. Patrick's Day. It also should be the first playing game. Remember? Oh, that's right, the playing game. So yeah, who knows? Maybe we uh throw in a special pot, March Madness podcast, maybe Sunday yeah evening or something after the the picks get made. Maybe a short little. Yeah, uh, we can figure it out. Maybe we get a video going. <laughs> Stay video. tuned. Sky's the limit. Wow. Maybe we uh. We'll have some talks. We actually, I think I kind of have an idea of something in the works here. All right. So that's stay tuned. That's a, that's a preview of something possible to happen. But uh, yeah, it'll definitely be exciting. You know, some of the ACC tournament started today. I don't know who I know. It's so funny. I was watching the North Carolina-Virginia Tech game, and it's just funny to see North Carolina as a 14 seed in their conference tournament. It's, it's incredible that it really it's is. this bad of a season and that they're – their star freshman is still going to be like a top five pick. And what's interesting too, and kind of funny is, I mean, I don't think they're going to, because you know, you still have your Dukes, your Virginias, but I mean, what if they, they did get on a roll and they did win this tournament? I mean, they didn't it can't happen. They're, they're not good enough. It just, I mean, Hey, you never know, uh-huh. you know, but it is crazy to think that like with a top recruit like that, that the team is just so bad. I mean, this team has been great the last few years. they, did they win it at all in the last few years? Uh, three years ago. Yeah, I was gonna say they definitely. That had was an one interesting. Of those teams. That Joe Barry was like their best player, and they weren't oh, really yeah. good. But I mean, they, like they didn't have a bunch of NBA studs or anything, but they they won. They were good. Um, but yeah, this year, and the ACC as a whole is kind of down. I don't know how many teams they're going to get, but not nearly as many. They're not going to get like nine like they would usually. Yeah, so, I well. know. You know, Duke, Florida State, Louisville, they'll all make it. Virginia has been resurgent as well. They're gonna they're gonna make it. Uh, Michigan State. We talked about them two weeks ago. They won two more games against ranked teams, and they're all the way back in the top ten. Yep. And, we, so. and what did we? And the first thing Andy and I said was, if you really did like that Michigan State team, bet it now when they were twenty to one because those lines were probably gonna change. I don't have it on the top of my head what it is now, but I imagine it's got to be somewhere around. 12, like 15 to one or something. I mean, they still might not get the credit yet, but if, like Andy said, if they end up winning that big, uh, big 10 tournament, which they very possibly could, they're, uh, they're going to be going into that tournament with probably a two seed if they win the big 10. Yeah. I don't know if they, they can do enough to, to steal a one at this no, point. No, they won't steal they, a one. They I, definitely can get a two. Yeah. The ones I think will be Kansas. I mean, San Diego State ruined their chance losing yeah. to Utah State in the finals. But even if Gonzaga loses tonight, they'll still get a one. You think so? Yeah. Dayton. Dayton. Dayton's it's gonna it's, win inter- there. it's yeah. interesting to see who these ones could be. 
Yeah. I mean, are we going to really see a Dayton Gonzaga? And I mean, a Dayton is a one. That's just so funny to think. I mean, they do, they do. You can't take away from what, uh, what you're earned. And I actually have to, I I support Dayton. I actually, that was another bet I had over this past weekend was I actually had Dayton minus 20 at home versus George Washington at halftime. Dayton was up 26, 25. So only up by a point. There was no worry in me. You know, I was still calm. I was like, especially in college basketball, like if you're the better team, things can happen so quick. Sure enough, I think they outscored him like 45, 20, like uh, 48 to like 27 the second half. Needless to say, they ended up winning that game by like 26 or so. But it's just funny that like, you know, you you can just go on such a run in the second half when you're the more dominant team. It's like it just it's crazy in college. Yeah. Well, before we leave you here, I do want to mention some of my uh, favorite players to watch. So to take a look at this week before the tournament starts, all these guys should be in the tournament. Um, but make sure you, uh, check them out this week before the tournament starts. Um, the first guy I know is a, a favorite of Tony's as well. Marcus Howard of Marquette. Oh yeah. Just a scorer. The guy's been doing it for so long. I think he's shooting almost 50% from three this year. Um, the guy just puts up points. Marquette is just a flawed team, but they're, they're always there. Mm-hmm. They're not going to go. Anywhere, oh yeah. But. They're, they're, they're one of those teams that can do some damage too. They're, they're 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 exciting to watch. They can put up points. Marcus Howard, when he gets hot, it's great to watch. He's always been like a ninety something percent free throw shooter, also. But yeah, they're a fun team. Uh, next up, another another senior, Peyton Pritchard of Oregon. Yeah, he's been doing good. Pac twelve uh, player of the year. Oregon has uh, looked just, pretty good. Yeah, good good point guard leading a, a good program. Who's you know had decent success throughout his uh, college career there. Uh, Obi Toppin, this is a Dayton's star player, a guy who will probably be in the NBA next year. Um, Dayton's been so good, and he's he's their guy, so you gotta you just gotta check him out. Uh, Vernon Carey of Duke, he's their big freshman this year, and the reason it's so interesting to me as a player, um, do you do you recognize the name Vernon Carey? Like, do you remember the name from a long I, time ago? I don't. I was almost going to say Drew Carey, but I know I'm wrong. So Vernon Carey was drafted eight spots uh, behind Ben Roethlisberger in the 2004 NFL draft. Oh, wow. There we go. And his son, Vernon Carey Jr., is on Duke. All right. That's why it's like incredible to me because it's like, that doesn't seem that long ago. The 2004 NFL draft, a lot of players are still playing. Fitzgerald, Rivers, Roethlisberger, they're all still in the NFL, still playing. And... This guy's dad was drafted that same year. It's like, wow. And I've seen, because most of those players in that draft, you saw their whole careers. And now he's already got a son who will probably be in the NBA next year if he decides to leave. And it's like getting old. Yeah, I'm already, I'm feeling it every day, Andy. Well, uh, any more basketball chatter? uh, Oh, yeah. I got got three more guys on the list. All right. Uh, Nico Mannion of Arizona, who's already announced he's leaving. I always like that when uh, the season's on. Is the Arizona open. tournament team? Uh, yeah, they just had a big loss to Washington. They've had a, a bad second half, but they'll probably still be in it. And they, they have an opportunity to win the uh, Pac-12 tournament. Um, Onyeka Okongwu, who I mentioned earlier, yeah. USC. Pac-12's got some guys in there, huh? Yeah. And then the last guy, another veteran player on the nation's number one team, Yudoka Azabuki of Kansas. Mm-hmm. Just a, who almost... Know, Probably ended his season if he really would have hit that guy with the stool like he wanted to. Yeah, that would have been uh, that. It's a big part of the story this year. Yeah, Kansas has been involved in a couple like little incidents. I feel like we're at the end of a game when they're 
running something out and somebody takes it from them. I think it was them where the Greek kid stole the ball from them and dunked it with like a few seconds left. So Kansas is probably just like, okay, like what's happening? So I wouldn't be surprised if that's why I had to do a little bit more with that Kansas-Kansas State brawl yeah. was because it wasn't the first time it had happened to them in the season. And they were kind of just like, okay, enough's enough. Like, let us run out the clock. And it, it is BS. Like, you know, if I was a coach and something happened, I would tell them like, hey, like, what's what's the point? What are you proving there? That you can steal a ball from a kid who's letting it go out? Why couldn't you steal it before? You know, I would let him have it. Yeah, get him. Well, I think that's, that's, uh, that's it. That's so I was only. thinking maybe, you know, we'll, uh, next week's going to be an interesting week because Tuesday is St. Patrick's Day, which is when we record. And like we said, the play-in games will happen. But I mean, nonetheless, we will get a regular podcast out sometime next week. It just might be coming in a little a day earlier or a day later than normal. But we also, I mean, I, mean, I have an idea. We Maybe we can get a little uh, March Madness preview going because uh, the Selection Sunday is this Sunday. And uh, maybe we can get a special video out or a uh, podcast out. We will We will see. Perfect. All right. Well, I think that will wrap us up for episode 161 of the Tony's Take Podcast. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we had Off-Road Leprechaun Andy. Goodbye. And Tony Katz. Yes, goodbye. Thank you for listening. See you later.